Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 25th. Tomorrow is Thursday night football. So, yeah, it'll be a pretty good game. Hopefully better than the last Thursday night football games. We have the Packers, Eagles. It'll be interesting to see how David Montgomery, or not David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, how he rebounds. Uh, So today is the five-player podcast. On Instagram, I ask you all to submit players that you want me to talk about, and I chose five. Darwin Thompson, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Josh Jacobs, and Will Disley. Those are the five I'll be going over today. So, yeah, if you don't care about them, then... Don't waste your time. Anyway, Darwin Thompson, let's just get right into it. He's been very disappointing this season. I I didn't have the high hopes for him as many others did, uh, but I did believe that if given the opportunity, he could shine. And with Damian Williams being sidelined, last week was pretty much as golden of an opportunity as Darwin Thompson's going to get this year. However, both LaShawn McCoy and Darrell, Darrell, however he pronounces it, both LaShawn McCoy and Darrell Williams both out-touched and outperformed Thompson. And I think it's safe to say Darwin Thompson, he no longer really has any fantasy value in standard leagues. You know, Dynasty, Cooper League, still worth holding on to. But if you're in just a standard redraft league, he's, he's safe to drop at this point. Andrew Reid talked about how hard it is for rookies to learn his system, and it's evident. They aren't planning on utilizing Darwin Thompson the way we had hoped, even if there are injuries. So let's get straight on to next one, David Montgomery. Now, Montgomery, he's been pretty disappointing too so far. Uh, However, it's important to remember it's only week four, and there's still plenty of time for Montgomery to turn things around. Well, Montgomery, he hasn't seen the workload that we had hoped for. He's produced fairly well with what he's been given, Hasn't been super efficient, but he hasn't been bad. And he's shown us his vision and patience and some of the things that we were excited about. And while it may be a few weeks still till Montgomery, you know, breaks out and establishes himself as the man in Chicago, I would buy low on him ASAP. His time is coming. His his talent, it's undeniable. And he's seen his snap percentages increase every game he's played. And Mike Davis's snaps have gone down every game. And while Matt Nagy, he may continue to frustrate fantasy owners with his play calling or underutilization of David Montgomery, I think Montgomery's talent is going to shine through and Nagy's going to be forced to give him more touches. It's just a matter of time. So buy low right now before it's too late because David Montgomery is coming. His time to shine is coming very soon. You can't you can't ignore the talent. That's that's really that's my opinion on that. The talent will will break through at some point this season. No telling when it's going to be, but I think it's coming sooner rather than later. So 
by low ASAP as possible. <laughs> now, the next one we're going to be talking about, Devin Singletary. Now, you all probably know, I, you know I'm you know i a huge fan of Singletary. He was my guy early on in the offseason and all through. I've been talking about how great he's going to be. And he's at this point, he's injured week to week with a hamstring injury. But Singletary, he's a great stash. I expect him to break out once he returns. Now, that's the real downside of Singletary, once he returns. Singletary, he's still considered week-to-week with that hamstring injury, as I mentioned. And owners, we we really have no real insight into when he's going to return. There haven't been many updates from the coaches. I personally personally believe he's going to miss the next two weeks and return in two weeks' time. However, that return week, it's a good matchup. It's against the Dolphins who they don't have a, hate to break it to you Dolphins fans, but your defense isn't great. <laughs> so that's a good matchup to return to ooh, for Devin Singletary. And then he faces the Eagles, who are struggling defense, Redskins, who are struggling, the Browns, who are struggling, and then the Dolphins again. If he can't, if he's fully healthy, he's poised to have five straight incredible games, and I would be looking to buy low on him with this injury. This is really as low as his stock is going to get. Once he returns and faces those defenses, his stocks will be crazy high. So if you missed out on drafting Singletary because he was going in the sixth round and you weren't you weren't comfortable with that, which, you know, that's, that's valid, this hamstring issue, it's a big blessing for you. You suddenly have a window of opportunity to buy low on, in my opinion, the most electric rookie running back in the league who's on a much improved team. We've seen the Bills. They're a lot better than we expected them to be. I, I was a believer in the Bills' offense, but they are showing that, you know, they're they're a real team. They could be competitors. So he's going to come back after those two weeks, I think, and break out. So, yeah, buy low. That's most of these guys, that's kind of the narrative, just buy low. If you're, it, It's too early to be really panicking about players. Now, some players, yes, they're Cam Newton example, perfect example. It's... You can panic because he's injured and he's bad and Kyle Allen came in and, and, you know, looked fantastic. So, but these guys that I've talked about besides Darwin Thompson, I would be buy low on. So next up is Josh Jacobs. So Josh Jacobs, he saw week one that impressive 23 carries. We were all excited. Yay, the the workhorse is here. We finally have another workhorse back. He's going to be an RB1 rest of the season. But his utilization has plummeted faster than Antonio Brown's stock. However, I'm not too worried. For me, Josh Jacobs, he was always a great player with limited upside simply because of great game script and the offensive line for the Raiders. Now, in my opinion, Jacobs is still a great player with limited upside. The past two weeks don't really change that narrative for me. What you have to look at, though, is his matchups. Looking at his matchups, it's not surprising that his volume has gone down in recent weeks. In week one, he faced the Broncos, a team that the Raiders could compete with, and in week two, the Chiefs, and week three, the Vikings. Both are pretty high-powered offense. I don't have to tell you that the Chiefs have a good offense, that, you know, they're going to blow out the Raiders' offense, and it's going to be a game where the Raiders trail early on, and Josh Jacobs won't see as much utilization. Thankfully, his schedule eases up, and while he's going to face some good defenses, he won't be playing as many high-powered offenses in the weeks to come. So that's that's just the narrative you have to look at. He's, he's not matchup-proof. He's startable every week just because he's talented, but it's not even uh, is the defense he's going against good. You have to look more at the matchup of the offense because if the Raiders, they're down 28 at half, they aren't going to be able to you know come back with the ground game or the pass game. They aren't going to come back. And Josh Jacobs, unless something changes and he sees a lot more receiving 
receiving garbage time work, he's going to be limited by the Raiders being a pretty bad team. That's that's my opinion on Josh Jacobs. I would hold him if you have him. If you want to buy low on him after past two weeks, uh, I mean, you can. That's You just have to go into it knowing that that's what Josh Jacobs is going to be this season. He's going to be limited, upside, but pretty good flex, RB, RB3, RB2, depending on matchup. So now the last player we're going to talk about is none other than Will Disley. Now I tweeted yesterday and put on the Instagram that Will Disley is a must-own, and I'm going to you know dive deeper into that right now. I talked about him, but Disley, in my opinion, he's the most valuable tight end right now. He's coming off two great games. Doesn't matter if it's garbage time points. But now I'm not saying that he's the best tight end. I'm just saying he's the most valuable. And here's why. Hear me out. After this week, Will Disley's value in fantasy is going to be so incredibly inflated. You'll be able to trade him for someone you actually want. This week, Will Disley faces the Cardinals, who they've given up exactly 25 points to every tight end they've played this year. And now... They are the reason, the Arizona Cardinals, they're the reason you spent, you know, 90% on your fab on TJ Hawkinson. Hopefully you didn't do that, but people went crazy about TJ Hawkinson after he played the Cardinals. And they're the reason that somehow your your superstar team was taken down single-handedly by Greg Olson last week. They make any at all tight ends look like Hall of Famers, and Disley, he's going to be no exception. I say you play Disley this week, collect your 25 points, and then trade him. Sure, you can keep him and have a pretty pretty good tight end, I think, rest of the season, which is hard to come by, but coming off three huge weeks, you'll be able to sell him insanely high, and then his schedule gets, it gets a lot tougher really fast. So I would pick him up, play him, sell him, and then, you know, pick up another, or go back to streaming tight ends, and there's the Jets guy, oh... Uh, name is escaping me right now, but the Jets tight end, he's coming off suspension in a couple weeks, and he's a great pickup. Chris Herndon, that's the name, Chris Herndon. I would, you know, pick up Disley, play him, sell him, and pick up Chris Herndon in weeks to come. Well, he'll be a good tight end. So those are the five players we're going over today. We went over, and uh, yeah, so that's that's really it. I'm trying to keep this brief because, you know, you're probably busy and you don't have three hours to spend listening to someone ramble about fantasy football so five players 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes exactly so thanks for listening once again and i hope your uh, week week four week four crazy how fast this goes i hope your week four goes well i hope you win your matchups i'll be back again uh, i think it's friday friday is when i do it it's the starts and sits so if you have any questions ask me on instagram i'll get to them on the friday podcast and then on Saturday, I go over every single matchup. Aiden comes in, joins us. Uh, every matchup starts and sits. Players we like. Players we're, you know, think going to break out this game. So two more podcasts coming up this week. And on Instagram, I'll always try to keep that updated with uh, analysis and players. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good week four.